Hello and welcome back to the Cake and Butter podcast. This is episode two. I'm Cole and I'm here with my co-host Jake and today if you were watching the last episode you would know that we are going to be talking about the Netflix original movie I Am Mother. Yes, uh, which is about a android uh, some years in the future named Mother and she raises a girl on its own after the extinction of humanity or what we're supposed to believe is the extinction of humanity rather. Uh, in order to repopulate the Earth. And when a mysterious woman shows up outside their door, kind of throws a wrench into their, into their home life. Uh, it should be noted that these are usually going to be, since we're going to be talking about and kind of criticizing and analyzing the movie from a story-based perspective, these are going to be filled with spoilers. So if you yeah, haven't seen so the movie... Yeah, so huge spoiler warning. Yeah, so if you haven't seen the movie, please, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, you know, everybody has Netflix, whether or not they're bombing it off of somebody or you have it on your own. You know, we don't condone sailing the high seas, but, you know, there's always that, I guess. Do whatever you want, but don't uh, don't include us in it. Exactly. So we're going to be talking about the entirety of the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie, please go watch it or... You could either if you, you could probably pause spoilers. this right now and just go and just go watch it. Come back to the come back to the show. Um, yeah. And... If you don't care about spoilers, then whatever. All right. So let let's go with our kind of our general thoughts of the movie. So like, what did you think about the what did you think the movie was going to be like before you watched it? Honestly, I had no idea what it was going to be like. I had some sort of feeling like it was going to be kind of like a blockbuster type movie. There was going to be a lot of special effects, a lot of action, a lot of crap, but it was really such a low-key movie with, uh, with you know, good camera work, good directing, good acting, and I don't know, I, did, I didn't expect it to be so artsy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I can get, I can get what you mean. I think it was like an, I, like, when I first saw it, I kind of expected the same thing that you did, I expected it to be like this high-budget extremely flashy very action-packed movie you know because that's usually what sci-fi movies are these days and i was and honestly after watching the movie i was extremely surprised and very happy with uh how the movie turned out i was so i was i was really impressed with a lot of aspects of the movie um two things in particular the cinematography was gorgeous um and I think that it's it's a testament to the fact that a lot of people say Netflix original films aren't very good, but this stood out above above the rest, especially when it comes to the cinematography, because every single shot looked like a painting to me. And another thing that really impressed me was the use of practical effects and rather than special effects and cgi yeah, that, that robot was, was something yeah that and that's the thing that like I, I watched this with my family and uh they had commented on uh i said to them i said uh did you know that the robot is actually like a person in a suit doing yeah. all of that robot stuff and they looked at me and they're like well that's lame and I'm like, how oh is God. that lame? <laughs> I'm like, how is that lame? I'm like, practical I'm... effects are way more realistic than CGI if done properly. Yeah, some movies don't have very good practical effects, but I, honestly, in my opinion, if I were to make a movie like that, I would have went the same route as they did. I would have, too. You know, it it was it's really impressive what they pulled off with that robot, too, because like you said, it it's it's a man in a suit the entire movie. And there's such little cues and little things in the movie that lead you to believe it could be CGI. Like there's there, there's a part in the movie that I love. Um, it's a little it's a little thing, but um, mother is talking to daughter and behind the uh behind the plastic wall, you know, and um she's telling her uh. She's telling her about her laundry, and daughter says that she, uh, she remembered to do her laundry, for once, and and mother cracks a joke, but she's a robot, so it doesn't sound like a joke, 
and she cracks a joke, and then she's like, "That was an attempt at humor." And then the little balls on the side of her, on the side, on the front of her face, curl up. Yeah, and it looks like a smile. Yeah, and then um, and daughter says, uh, and daughter just looks at her, and mother goes that, and and mother says, um, when she's when she says, uh, that was, that an, was attempt an attempt at humor. At humor. And daughter looks at her and just says, you're getting better. And then she smiles more. The balls go up again. Like that, like the expressiveness of mother as a character, despite being a robot, is something that I like. It's those little details that you don't notice when you watch the movie if you're just a casual moviegoer. Right. But seeing those small details in the film really emphasizes like how much care and effort was put into it and those and that's just what enriches the viewing experience of this movie in my it opinion. really does i think i think you're right the this was definitely maybe it wasn't but it definitely came off as a passion project because every almost every single thing in the movie was just so taken care of just even to the littlest degree, like like the little balls moving up to form a smile on the on the practical suit of the robot, that was that was just something that you know seemed like they took the longest time just for that two seconds of a little thing. That and how the robot ran. Oh, that was the cool. That was like one of the coolest things in the world. And, like, I don't know why, but that always, like, it always tripped me up because the run was still, it still looked human enough as, like, but it was still, it's hard to explain. It was, it walked the fine line between living creature and automaton. And that, yeah. and that's what made it so unnerving because you, and even through the movie, the, the woman that shows up at the door doesn't show up until like 10, 15 minutes into the movie. So you have this first section of the movie, you know, going into just growing up with this mother character. And as a viewer, you almost kind of sympathize with and like grow to love these two characters until the woman shows up. Yeah. And then you're forced to pick a side. And at the end of the movie, in my opinion, there w I didn't want to pick a side. I so there. I have a lot of things to say about this movie, and one I think I'm gonna st I'm gonna start with talking about the beginning because it leads it leads into it leads into the ending. So the beginning shows a montage of um of the girl growing up and mother raising her, and. I usually hate montages. I don't know about you. I usually do. But in this one particular instance, it was done so well. And not only that, it lead it leads you to believe a certain thing that you are that is then tossed on its head later in the film about halfway through. Yeah, and I think that like I know I'm indifferent about montages. I think that in some instances they do work, in some instances they don't. But the thing, the reason that they, I think the reason that they used the montage for the beginning of this movie is that it was, is that it was necessary to the movie itself. Because how do you gain the trust of Mother as a viewer if you start the movie when the girl is older? Right. So... That montage really, really sets up, you know, not not your feelings towards the daughter, but your feeling towards mother, because you're seeing you're seeing her care for the daughter. You're seeing you're seeing her hold the baby, and you see like her left arm and shoulder like light up, kind of like to heat the baby. Which yeah. I thought that, I thought that was really cool. Um, like just the overall design of mother as a character is just really like visually pleasing to look at and to make to make me feel characterization for a robot as it was a person that was a hard thing to do and but it did get through to me so i think mother was 
Mother actually had the most characterization out of any of the characters, believe it or not. Well, yeah, I think it's just because Mother is technically as much of a protagonist as she is an antagonist. Yeah. So that that kind of that kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about next. So the woman shows up, right? Yeah. And daughter is reluctant to let her in because of what mother has told her about the outside, but she can't believe like why There's is there this person. woman? Right. Mother's told her all there there can't be other people that uh everything out there should die. Even even the rat that they found earlier in the film. They had to incinerate it because mother said it could have some sort of disease. Um and so when the woman shows up, daughter kind of has this like you see her begin to not understand everything she was told. You see her you see just a little bit of her doubting mother in in her mind and you can see you can see it through her eyes. Even even in things like when she gives she gives the woman water and she tells her to keep the mask on, but the woman's like, "No, no. It's fine." But the daughter doesn't react. She just lets the lady take off her mask. It's like it's so weird to watch the pieces fall together, you know? Yeah. It's I think the pieces you know, most films they 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 lay little things, and then like in the third act, they they give you the twist, and they say put all the pieces together. Here's the puzzle. But this since... movie is weird, and it gives you pieces throughout that you have to put together, th- and th- around the halfway mark of the film. See the thing that the thing that I think I like the most about this movie is that it completely forgoes dramatic irony, right? Yes, it does. And that's and that's what makes this movie special because you're you're not just seeing things happen and you're not seeing them happen and then knowing, oh, I know something the main character doesn't. Technically you are the main character. You are yeah. learning as much about the world as daughter is. So by the time daughter puts the pieces together, you're right there with her to figure that shit out. Yeah, you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. So Going off that, I I love the kind of tug of war that there is between the between the truth of the woman and mother, and it really when I say tug of war, it I don't mean that figuratively. I mean literally. They she they are both trying to gain the trust of daughter in this film, and it's very unnerving to see to to figure out which one is lying because. Either one, whoever's lying, it's dangerous to her. Yeah. And it's like, at points you want to believe Mother. But yeah. then at other points you want to believe the woman. And and when I was sitting through the movie, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, it wasn't until the big reveal at the end where you find out that every robot on the planet is Mother. Yeah. You know, it wasn't until then where I was just kind of almost hoping and praying that mother was one of a kind you know built specifically to reignite the human race but then when daughter finds that that jawbone in the incinerator yeah like i was like oh no oh shoot like that that just it blew my mind that there was was there is something so interesting about about you know finding that jawbone in the incinerator, you know. Yeah, because then it just shows that daughter wasn't the first in the bunker. So, there something that I think that they did very well at the beginning. You know, it tells you right at the beginning, days of extinction oh oh one. So it's been one day since days of extinction, and then mother. Uh, mother, uh, you know, fertilizes the child and makes her the child. And oh, then that it takes twenty four hours, by the way. Yeah, that that's like, something. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a grow your own baby. You know, that like is those some little foam there. things. Those you know those little foam things you throw in the water and they like become bigger after a little bit. Yeah, the or it's like it's like grow a baby. Just add water. It's almost like it's almost like chia, ch ch chia. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Like that was, that was certainly strange, but then that makes you think, right? Like that makes you think how the hell, like ha- how long has this been going on? Because like you said, it shows days since extinction one, but yeah. does that mean, you know, does that mean that there were kids being born before and during the mass destruction of humanity by mother right or was the first actual like successful child aka daughter was she the first one you know was she was she created after mother had decided oh yeah pretty much everybody's gone i so here's the thing so something i i spent a lot of time thinking about this film after i watched it Same almost here. for like a whole day yeah. Uh, like nonstop. Like even I was, you know, I was eating and I was thinking about it. I was in the shower thinking about it because it was just so interesting to me. I thought of something, and so clearly, because it's a robot, humans had to have made mother. Yes. Which means they had to have programmed her a certain way, and what they programmed her to do was to repopulate the earth. In no, any way possible. No. If you heard, if you heard what she said, she said that her prime directive was to care for every living creature, every living human. Like that was her deal. She was like, "Yeah, yeah, I take care of people." And then I think through her becoming more sentient, she realizes, "Well, everybody's destroying the world. Why don't I bend the rules a little bit?" And kill off all humanity and restart a new civilization that is bigger, better, and smarter than the last one. Right, so if you you think about it, she really – they had to have known. The people who – that's what I'm talking about. The people who programmed her had to have known that that they programmed her to be machine learning in order to get to that conclusion. You know, they just didn't know that she would go so far. And it's – it's weird, right? Because, like, I had the thought. Um, for some reason, I lost it. It's just strange that, like, oh, I remember now. It's strange to think that us as people are on the cusp of sir, of this kind of technology, right? Yeah. And we have all these movies that talk about all this kind of stuff, but then again, what happens are we going to learn from our mistakes? How are we going to prevent like a Terminator like situation, like the Terminator and like mother? How right. do we prevent something like that from happening? I think the themes of this movie are very well under wraps. You know, a lot of movies, you know, preach to you. This yeah. movie has some very good themes and some very good messages that felt like a film and not like it preaching to us. And the gr- the great thing about this movie, it brought up a lot of it brought up a lot of issues, uh, in terms of themes such as morality, like when she's teaching daughter, uh, what she should do in certain situations if people are sick or if people are dying. And... I felt like that was something that was gonna come back, but I'm not thinking back on the movie. I'm not even entirely sure that that that, that scenario, that type of scenario, ever did come back. No, it it never really presented itself, but I think the idea of the scene was to show the difference between daughter and mother. Oh, you know, yeah. android and no. human. Yeah, cuz the way that mother thinks is mother is very black and white, very concise, you know. Right. She needs it's either A or it's B. It can't be both. But daughter right. is very daughter sees things on a spectrum. Because when she was like, well, do I know these people? How do exactly. I know that I'm not giving my organs to somebody who's going to kill and steal? You know, how do exactly. I know that? And, and that, I think that was just like, that was almost foreshadowing for, um, for how mother, what mother did to the world. Right. Because right. she thought she saw things in black and white and she judged them on just good or bad or not even good or bad productive or unproductive that maybe you know maybe one of those children was not as intellectually superior as she wanted them to be so then she ended up killing that previous child but what if that child was you know 
very diplomatic or something. You know, it had a way with words. You know, it's like that's the thing that that's a question that it shows almost the major flaw of Mother as a robot. Exactly. The there I love what I love thinking about just that scene when Mother's teaching about the five humans and uh all of them are sick one's about to die you need to give the organs to the rest of them you know that that proves that you know she's she's programmed to save as me- to save as much of humanity as she can no matter what because she's killing the one person to save the five others but daughter says wait a minute what if that one person is the only good person out of those other five. Yeah. And I think that's 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 a testament to the rest of the film because it sets up how daughter interacts with the woman that comes in. And like even the the woman is such an is an interesting character as in like what they're doing almost. Like what what is their goal, right? They're led into this bunker they're rescued by daughter but then they know that mother's there so why was the what was the point of her escaping you know so here's so here's the thing um and i kind of i kind of put this together uh uh early this morning because i was still thinking about it and i this is just my opinion this is just a theory so she around around the middle part of the film daughter opens up you know all the cryo chambers with all with all the embryos right and she sees that there's ones before her yeah she sees that there's that there's three missing Mm -hmm. her and then there's two others that are missing and that means that so she then goes to the incinerator she sees you know the one jawbone so there she mother killed one of them where's the other one I assumed that it was so, just incinerated. I I would like to argue it is the woman. So hear me out. So it then when I was talking about the beginning, you know, it says days of extinction one, you know, and then after that it jumps. After the montage it jumps to like day thirteen thousand whatever, right? Yeah. That's about it was about thirty a little over 35 years or something. And um, so the woman shows up and in one of, in one of the scenes, she says her age and it's like, I think she said like 37 or 38 or something that matches the time that, that we skipped over. So I'm assuming that she is the first, she was the first one mother made. Oh, and then she escaped. So I'm thinking mother. So mother says throughout the film that daughter is special and she is superior to humanity. In fact, in the end, she even says you are superior to all other human beings before you. And then the daughter's like, well, give me a chance then. Yeah, then- I'm thinking Mother concocted a plan for, I think it was like APX or something, wasn't it APX1? I think that that was the code name or something. You're talking about like the first embryo. Yeah, the embryos. I believe they were APX or something like that. So I believe that she she concocted a plan once APX01 grew up and said, okay, get out there. At this time, I want you to come back because mother knew what was wrong with humanity. And she knew what she knew because she raised her what was wrong with that child. And very clearly, that woman is selfish. Mm-hmm. She's very selfish almost the entire film once once she gets inside the ship. Even when she's trying to escape, she holds daughter hostage and puts a knife up to her throat. And takes her to her little shipping container by the beach. Exactly. I'm thinking Mother did this knowing that she would even be selfish coming back on the plan to show Daughter what's wrong with humanity. And then come back and realize 
she was the one all along that should that should be in charge that should be the one to help repopulate the earth care for humanity etc that's just my theory though i don't know i don't know what you think about that but i'm i mean i i didn't even th- that never crossed my mind until you've mentioned it and it's, to me that's what makes the most sense it does it, no it makes a heck of a lot of sense i was i mean like that wow I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. A, a question that I had actually was, um, if she's trying to repopulate the planet, why is she growing one baby at a time? I see. I dabbled at that question a lot, and I it's like <sighs> even so with like the child that daughter is given. Okay, you have a singular kid. Yeah. What what's next? You're supposed to you're supposed to make humanity again. So like I do think... you wait until this kid grows up and then you make twins, but then that's like weird because they're both brother and sister, so how are they supposed to repopulate? Like I the... think she has to know if I think she has to know if the humans will be as perfect as she wants them to be. Mother wants to know if those humans will be as perfect as she wants them to be. In order to make the Earth what she wants to be. I think of the story... The storytelling of this film almost feels like Noah's Ark to me. How so? So, Mother is wiping out the Earth so that she can start anew. And then the bunker is like the Ark, and each of the embryos is like the two animals. Exactly. Mm, That's what I was was kind of thinking of. I'm thinking this is some sort of twisted version of Noah's Ark. What do you think about that? That's something I agree with. I could totally get behind that. And if you think of it that way, it it kind of helps you... It kind of helps you come to a decision of why she is uh, making those babies one by one. Because she's testing them. Exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I understand now. That that actually, that makes a lot of sense now. I think she had, I think mother has kind of, so she's clearly machine learning and she's obviously gotten to a point where she thinks she's the all-powerful android. And she essentially it believes she's God, right? She create she destroys life. She creates life. Yeah. And I f- I find that really interesting, um, because it's kind of flipping that kind of story on its head and making it a robot story, you know? Yeah. I um, I think. I think that she just wants them to be as perfect as can be, and she wants them – she wants to be the one who said, okay, daughter is mine. I created her, and now I'm leaving it up to her because in the end, she she's reluct- she after she's reluctant, she eventually gives in and lets daughter kill her, right? Yeah. I th- I think that that is I think it was probably the most perfect ending you could have gotten with that movie. Yeah, it's almost like uh like my whole idea was like before I knew that mother was everywhere, I was in my whole mind I was like why don't they just kill mother and then just have the bunker for themselves and regrow humanity on their own cuz obviously mother's fucking crazy. Right. So that 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 also um helps my theory of uh uh, Hillary Swank being the first child because, you know, if she was if she was being fighting off androids l- this whole time, like she says she was in the beginning, uh, when she comes in, she shoots Mother twice with her shotgun. Right? It's not even like a shotgun; it's like a pistol. I guess whatever it is, she. She shoots mother, right? Twice. Yeah. And she deliberately aims on the other side of her CPU. 
and Mother explains later, if she would have hit the CPU on the other side, she would have been dead. Yeah, but I don't think... We have to assume that, like, Hillary Swank is entirely accurate. That's the thing, right? Like, True. Because if we knew for a fact that Hillary Swank was extremely accurate, like, if there was a line or something later where... Or, like, something in her journal that says, you know, like, I never miss a shot or something. Then right. That, then that would have that would have made the theory more sound. But, again, that could just be chalked up to you know, Hillary Swank being just a terrible shot. I get, I guess, I see your point, but it's like, it doesn't match up with her saying that she's been fighting these androids for, like, ever, you know? Yeah, I guess so. But, and another thing that helps, though, is that, so at the end, she shows up, mother shows up in the crate after daughter kills her, original form and then she kind of like switches into a different android and well, then she shows up at the crate all the androids though. right but like her her specific her specific cpu yeah. clearly she switches to a different android body and yeah. she shows up at the crate uh where hillary swank is reading and drawing and mother says um some she says something like you had you had a purpose right she says you have a purpose and i hope you i hope you did that purpose and then she shuts the door i just assumed that she killed her yeah i do too so i think she killed her because she helped mother get what she wanted right and then she's like okay you're you're still not you're still not the type of human that I wanted of you. So I'm going to kill you like I did with the other. Yeah, I guess so. Because clearly she's mother is still still wants to care for humanity because there's a line in there when they first go outside and you see all the corn and the watering mechanisms. Yeah, you know? so it's like it's almost like what she's doing is she's like prepping the world. Exactly, because Hillary Swank said, when daughter says, what are those? Because she's never seen corn before, uh, at least plants anyway, and those big machines watering them. And Hillary Swank says, I don't know, those showed up uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. So clearly she's prepping the earth. Mother's prepping the earth for another uh, population. Yeah. It's... I don't know, it's just like a lot to... The whole movie just has a lot to marinate in. It is. It's very heavy. Yeah, and it's hard to, like, pinpoint a lot of stuff with the movie because it's so open-ended as a film, right? Yeah. Because we don't know what happens next. You know, that girl could go on and create the next human civilization, or what about that child? What happens if the child is not what, you know, not... What if it's not up to what mother wants, but the girl is fine with it? Does that mean that mother kills both of them, or does mother overpower the child and kill the boy or whatever? It's it's interesting to think about because at the end, very clearly, daughter is going to be the one taking over, growing these embryos and making them infants and raising them, right? Yeah. She is the new mother. Yeah. It's interesting to think about if she's going to take from what mother did and she's going to try and create the best human race possible? Or is she going to raise all of them? It's 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 something to think about. I think it's just because it's such an open-ended, like, movie on its own, you know? Do, do you think she's gonna kind of be the new mother and like if something's not to her liking she'll go and incinerate another baby i don't think so i think that that's the i think that that's like that's the one thing that i don't think is going to happen because the the thing that mother had that the girl didn't was it wasn't it was compassion i guess for a lack of a better word she had compassion she has compassion for the child it's not like oh you know, the baby is not getting all A's, better nuke it, you know? Like, the, right. the daughter can see 
parts of a person that mother could not. They can see that deep. They can see what's deep down inside. Because with mother, it's all black and white. It's all face value, and daughter. And even going back to the scene in the in the with the doctors, going back to the scene, you see that right. The daughter sees things on different levels. She sees things in a morally gray area. You know, it's not, nothing is either right or wrong. Nothing is, you know, this or that. It's always, there's always a, a something in between. So daughter, even if the kid doesn't hit those high grades like mother would have wanted, daughter wouldn't kill the child because daughter knows true compassion and love and can see the child for what it is. I see, yeah, I, so I, I can see that point. What, you know, what would have happened, though, assuming that my theory is wrong and Hillary Swank isn't a PX1 or she isn't part of Mother's plan, what if she never showed up? You know? I think things would have went on as normal. I think that I think that what would have happened is they would have made another child, and I'm sure that either it could have went one or two ways. Either the boy grows up and is just like the daughter and they just keep going through the cycle over and over again or maybe you know maybe mother realizes that the daughter it, it could go the kid could not hit those high grades and the mother has to kill the daughter and then maybe the daughter stands up and either a talks the mother down or b they both die or even after that maybe the daughter runs away and mother just goes oh, okay bye and then she just starts the whole thing over again. Do you think that mother would have been able to brainwash her though into thinking like her? Like, oh, we need to kill we need to kill this kid though because it's not perfect. I don't think so because the because you see that it, it, going back to the scene in the classroom, the daughter sees things in a different way than mother because she is you know, she is truly human. She has the capacity for deeper thought behind face value. And it's, it's true. It all comes down to human nature. The daughter is a human. She's not a robot. Therefore, she can't truly think like a robot. She still has that compassion. You can't remove that compassion from a person within the context of the story, I suppose. That's true. But there's also the scene with the rat. Right, and mother has mother has to incinerate the rat because there might be a contamination, and it might be, uh, it might spread to daughter, and then also the other embryos. And daughter is reluctant, and she keeps telling her, "No, no, don't do it." She finally incinerates the rat, and then, but after that, daughter is kind of like, "Okay, I guess maybe she's right." So there's I think, a little, I think there's that, little thing sprinkled in that. I think that, that in the scene, I think that she feels remorse for le letting that rat die. She does, but it also seems like she's... It seems like she has remorse, but also she she understands why it has to be incinerated. And it also comes down to the fact that, like, the rat maybe could be a... Um, it could be a an allegory for people, but I mean, how so? Well, it's the same concept, right? The rat's contaminated. Yeah, uh, the human is not good enough. You know. Yeah. Okay. So it could be an allegory for you know killing a living creature, but the but then that just comes down to whether or not you know. It comes down to the fact that the daughter did not have feelings for the rat. So the kid grows up. You know, the daughter is now attached to the kid. Do you think that the daughter wouldn't put up a fight if the kid had to die? Because this is the first time that this... If the woman never showed up, this is the first time that daughter has ever grown attached to another living creature that's not mother. So why wouldn't she put up a fight if the kid had to die? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, there's so many levels to 
there's so many levels to this movie, it's hard to think of a concise what-if scenario without coming against so many different variables within the whole idea of the film, you know? Yeah, I... This film just has so much to it. You know, the the themes are overwhelming uh, in a good way. And the storytelling about it is just phenomenal. And I think... I think this was clearly made as a message to say, where are we going as a society? Yeah, I could see that. Because I think that it's it seems like... I kind of I looked up some stuff about the writer, too. Mm-hmm. And the writer is fairly new. Um, but it seems like he he has a gripe about our society. And it definitely shows in the film. What do you mean by a gripe? It seems like he thinks that we're moving kind of in the wrong direction of the society. And that's what kind of inspired him for the film. I think it also falls into, like, the idea of us as a society, right? I think it comes down to the the theory of the great filter, right? You know about that? You ever heard of that theory? No. So... One of the biggest paradoxes known to our universe is the Fermi paradox, right? And that is, statistically, there should exist aliens, right? In our universe, we have so many stars, so many galaxies, this world, this universe is infinitely big. But if it's so infinitely big, and there should statistically be enough planets that could house intelligent life. But the question is... Where is it? Because we, every time we search for extraterrestrial life, we don't find anything. And then that was where the theory of the Great Filter comes in. And it's that when society, when an intelligent species gets to the point where they can, um, where they can destroy anything, the society either, the society will always collapse on itself, right? Why, okay. That's why all great civilizations have died. And us as a society, we're getting close to that point. So it's dependent on whether or not humans can now control their destructive tendencies enough to create interstellar space travel. And that's, okay. the, and that's the big question, right? It's like... Is that where we're going? And that and that destructive property also includes stuff like AI. So are we reaching a point in our society where we're meddling with things that we probably shouldn't that could that could technically just end the world? You know that that actually it actually makes sense in terms of this movie. That that seems like that could that plays a big part because there's literally word for word mother tells daughter that humans would have destroyed themselves anyway yeah so it's the idea of again it's the idea of the great filter right Right. the thing the filter being mother mother is the filter she is the one she was created by humans to hold compassion for human life but then she in turn destroys humanity humans created her so they ended up destroying themselves with the creation of mother and that's the that's the thing right and that makes that makes us think about why this is like why i personally don't think we should meddle with ai in any way whatsoever like ai maybe can be a good thing but i do not want to risk any kind of terminator like situation like this (laughs) i i agree i've have uh, I also think that um you know I uh this might be me reading into it a little bit too much but you know I think the film is smart enough to for me to be able to make this relation but you know I said earlier that the that you know it's kind of like a Noah's ark type uh story right yeah. And that mother would be the god character, more or less. And daughter is, uh, you know, or not daughter, uh, the world is clearly society. 
Yeah. And Daughter is basically the new society, right? Yeah. So the new society is here to take over from the old society that is destructive and killing itself. And the new society is killing Mother. It is killing God. And I think that... I don't think it's me reading too much into it to say that that's a metaphor for our society. I think this, the film is smart enough for me to be able to say that, don't you think? Uh, yeah. I guess so. And that, that it really, um, it really dawned on me once when you told me the, what was it, the filter the great theory? Filter theory? The great filter theory. That's what really just knocked it out of the park for me with that. I think... I, th- I really do think that it could be a metaphor for that. I mean, I could be wrong. But I think I think that with all the other relations in the film, that it makes sense. Whether not, not in terms of, you know, the writer being a certain way or believing a certain thing. I think it's literally just him presenting something to us as a viewer, right? Yeah, and I think it's up to the viewer to draw their own conclusions by the end of the film. And I think that that I think that that, that was that's a really smart thing to do. Cuz that's, yeah. that yeah, that's what good writers do, right? They present something and they present something to the viewer and tell them, "What do you think of this?" Yeah, and I think I guess in my personal opinion, I think that's pretty much how the majority of movies should be made. You could make a movie yeah. where you want to push an idea, and that's perfectly fine. But I think that the most engaging movies and the movies that really do the well the most are the ones where the it's up to the viewer to decide what they want from their product. And I think that's I think that this should go forth saying that in any kind of storytelling medium. I agree. Because why who wants to read a story where the whole story can just be brought down to somebody standing on a soapbox? You know, I think it's yeah. I think it's in humanity's nature to question what's around them what's you know what they know don't don't tell somebody to think a certain way let if you want them to think a certain way present the facts that you want in the most truthful way ever and let them decide what what they what they should believe i completely agree with that and i i i i love i love what you said right there and it's the the great thing about this, everything here applies to what this film is trying to tell us. And I think that this is I, I I think I'm gonna have to rewatch it because there's so many things with it I think that could be important to see. You know? I I I I think I know a few people I might even recommend the film to who don't even like sci fi. You know? And I think that's what sets this movie apart because it's a sci fi movie that really blends itself into other genres. You know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Speaking about recommending, if you were to... Would you ever... Do you think that we should rate movies? Or do you think that we should base them on either recommend, see if you want to, or don't watch at all? That's a that's a good, that's a good question. Um, we should let our viewers decide. That is, that is true. I think we should let our viewers decide. So you guys, uh, we'll we'll do some we'll do something for this episode. But um, I guess why don't you guys tell us uh, in the comments if you want us how you want us to do things, rate it, recommend it, whatever. Or if you're watching this on any kind of streaming service like uh, the podcast app on the iPhone, Google Play, anywhere else where it's not a video and there's not a comment section, why don't you follow us on Twitter? Uh, right that's 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 true we could um follow us on twitter we have the we have our twitter handles down in the description if for people who are listening on youtube um and it'll probably be in the it'll probably be in the description on the podcast apps as well well technically let's just tell everybody what the cake and batter podcast handle is at right now that is that is we could also do that um so, for people who want to follow us on uh, Twitter, go ahead and follow at CakeBatterProd1. 
And that is our great uh, Twitter handle. You'll find a bunch of great stuff that we normally retweet about. But um, you could, you'll also find some stuff about uh, upcoming projects for us, too. Not only about our podcasts. Uh, and we can do some polls on there and see what you guys think of it. Um, we can You can vote on there and we'll... We'll take that into consideration for the next episode. All right. Well, I think this pretty much wraps up this episode of the Cake and Batter podcast. I and I, I think for I think for this one, let's just go ahead and say highly recommend, right? Yeah, I would know definitely. I would highly recommend this movie if you were a fan of sci-fi movies that are thought-provoking. Yeah. And just overall, very suspenseful and intense movies emotionally rather than action. action. Yeah. Uh, definitely go on to Netflix if you have it. If you don't have it, steal it from somebody. But we, we don't condone that. But if you if get Netflix, watch I Am Mother, and let us know what you think about it. Because honestly, talking about this movie opens up a whole lot of conversation for a lot of various things related. Not even to the movie, but just society and humanity and the thought process and artificial intelligence as a whole. And uh, if you got if you guys are interested in more, don't don't uh, don't be afraid to uh, tweet at us either. If you guys have any suggestions for movies you think we should watch, um, good or bad, doesn't matter. We're into anything. Um, so go ahead and do that uh, for the few people that listen to us. Um, and for the next podcast. Uh, we are going to do a special uh, episode on The Hateful Eight. Yeah, so, because the week after, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out, and I think it's probably fitting that we watch a Quentin Tarantino movie before reviewing another Quentin Tarantino movie. Exactly. So we will be reviewing, once again, The Hateful Eight, and it is on Netflix. Uh, I know it's a fairly long movie. But um, it is a phenomenal film. I'll just say that right now. I'll save everything else for uh, for the podcast uh, next week. Anything else left to say, Cole? No, nah, I think that pretty much covers it. Thank you for watching the Cake and Batter podcast. I've been Cole. And I've been Jake. And we will catch you next time. See ya. <laughs>